Record. One, two, three, four. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to be back on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. Oh, we just love the Lord Jesus. We've decided to follow him. Although none go with us, we're going to follow him anyway. And there's no turning back. We just love the Lord and we welcome you to be with us today. Wasn't that a wonderful song? That song was sung by my husband and God has given him that music. And we just appreciate the ministry that he has in the Lord so very much. Today we are going to speak about Jesus. We're going to speak about the doctrine and the nature of God. And we're going to give Jesus Christ all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. But before we begin ministering in the Word of God, let's bow our heads and let's confess that Jesus Christ is our Savior. And let's ask His blessing upon you and upon the program and that God is able to do all that he intends. Lord Jesus, we just come to you in your holy and blessed name. There is no name above the name of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. We, Lord, ask that you would touch this program, this half hour that we have to be with all those that are listening today. Lord, we know that there's a multitude of people out there around the world that have tuned in to this broadcast because you drew them to listen. And Lord, we thank you that their ears are open and that many of them are at a crossroads of a, a, in a place of decision. They're searching for you, Lord Jesus. They may not know that it's you they're looking for, but we pray today as they listen to the truth that they would make a decision to follow you. And Jesus, there's another large group of people that are listening today, and those are your children. Children, Lord Jesus, that have found you through the way of salvation. And we pray that you will bless the brethren, the body of Christ. We, we ask that you will strengthen them through the word that you're bringing forth today. Lord, I ask that the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit come and rest upon me. I yield to you and I ask you to speak through me today. And I give you thanks and I give you praise for all those that are interceding for this broadcast right now. I pray, Lord, that you would show them and pray through them, uh, that they would know exactly how to pray. And Father, we're excited to see the victory, the result that the preaching of the Word of God will bring forth. We may not see it until we're in heaven with you, God, but that's all right. We know that your Word goes forth it doesn't go void it's going to fulfill the purpose and your good pleasure for which you sent it God we thank you Lord we thank you for the infallible word of God we thank you Jesus oh we love you and we praise you and in your holy name we say amen Amen. I'm honored to you to talk to you about the living Word of God. I reverence Jesus Christ. I've accepted Him as my personal Savior 20-some uh, years ago. Let's see, I believe it was 24 in January. I'll have been saved 25 years. I give you praise for keeping me, Jesus. Saving me, glory to God. 
in uh, Psalms 20 and 1, it says that we are to do all things for his name's sake because Jesus Christ will not leave us. And that is a promise. Amen. The nature of God is awesome. You can learn many things about Jesus Christ in the written word of God through, through the different names that he is called. And we are Christians. We believe in, uh, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the way of salvation, and entering the kingdom of heaven, that Jesus is the way, and that we must be born again. We spoke about that last week. And, you know, today we're going to talk about the great, some of the great attributes of Jesus Christ. And that is a doctrine in the Bible. God is a spirit. If you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to turn to the book of John, the Gospel of John 4 and 24. And I'm going to read that to you. I'm going to prove to you that this is a doctrine in the Bible. It will help give you a firm foundation. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit with a personality. He thinks, he feels, he speaks. I, I don't want you to, to think that my God that I worship, who is Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of the Father in heaven, I don't want you to think that he's unreachable, untouchable. I want you to realize that he is a spirit, but he has feelings. He has feelings. He has emotions. He created the human being in his image. He has no evil. Jesus is never sin, can't sin. He's holiness. That's another attribute. But right now, I want you to think of him as a spirit. He thinks, he feels, he speaks. The written word of God is the voice of God, is the mind of God. Amen? And the word of God was written by the power and the revelation coming from heaven through the Holy Spirit. And as the Spirit of God, He is not subject to limitations. <laughs> Amen? He's not subject or bound by distance. You see, you people that know Jesus Christ, you may be living and listening to this radio broadcast and the Word of God on the other side of the world, but He's right there with you. Amen? As He is right here with me. Isn't that glorious, unlimited in power, unlimited in existence. Jesus Christ has always been. Jesus Christ always will be. Jesus Christ has never stopped being God. I want you to understand the, the awesomeness of who he is. In the Philippians uh, chapter 2, Glory to God. Let me find my scripture in verse 6. It says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. This is Jesus speaking. Because Jesus came to earth in the form of a man, didn't mean that he stopped being God as the Spirit of God. He took upon him flesh, amen, but he never stopped being who he was, God. No man has seen God at any time, declares the Word of God. That's in John 1, 18, amen. Yet in Exodus 24, 9 and 10, we read that Moses and certain elders saw God. There is no contradiction in these scriptures. John means that no man has ever seen God as he is in all of his glory in heaven. Amen. 
No one has ever seen him. We couldn't, we couldn't stand it. Glory to God in our flesh. One day when we become like him and have a glorified body, if we're his child and leave the earth, whether we be raptured or whether we pass away in death, then we will see him face to face and be able to look upon God. But as far as someone on earth, there's no way we, no human being could look at him in all of his glory. But we know that the spirit may be manifested also in bodily form. Therefore, God in Matthew 3, 16, manifests himself in a way that can be apprehended by man. That's why Jesus took on the form of a human man. God is infinite. That means he is not subject to natural and human limitations. God's infinite space, his characteristic is one of these. His nature as the Godhead is that he is, as I said before, with me and he's with his children around the world. Amen. There's no limit to where his presence can exist. There's no stopping God. His influence is around the world. His center is everywhere. Glory to God. It's kind of hard to comprehend in our little minds how Jesus can be all around the world at once. The Holy Spirit touching here in the United States as well as touching in Romania, touching in Egypt, touching people in India. You see, that's how the scriptures mean that God gives increase to his church daily. People are getting saved daily. There is no stopping God. Amen. God is increasing the church daily. We are so limited in our thinking that people think there's something wrong with their local church because they don't see people getting saved every day. Well, that would be a glorious thing, but they can take it to the bank that somewhere around the world, Jesus Christ, by the power and the anointing and the conviction of the Holy Spirit, is bringing people into to the body of Christ because the word of God is still being spoken. He's unlimited. Amen. We can't, we can't even try and comprehend his abilities in the natural mind, but we can grab some understanding out of studying him in his attributes in the word of God. So we believe that our God is eternal that he has always been. In the book of John, John the Revelator in Revelation said Jesus and pronounced himself to John the Revelator and said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. That means I am the beginning and I am the end. In other words, Jesus was saying, I always have been, I always will be. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful to know that Jesus Christ will never stop being? His word will be forever. He is the word of God. And when we get to heaven, if we're born again and we continue to follow Jesus and don't turn away from him, we will one day be in the very presence of the word of God. And we will hear Jesus then expound gloriously on all the mysteries of, that are hidden from us here on earth in the word of God. It'll all be there. Won't it be a wonderful Wonderful time. Amen. Jesus is in the past, present, and future. Amen. He exists in eternity. Eternity. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. This brings me comfort, doesn't it, you? 
Doesn't it you bring you comfort and strength to hear and be reminded of the things that you already know about God? Those that don't believe I might, uh, in what I'm saying may be an atheist. Listen, I hope that you stay tuned. Uh, if you're an atheist is one that doesn't even believe God exists. I feel sorry for you. I know that you're a very empty, shallow, inside person. You may be a very intelligent, but in your spirit, you're shallow and you're empty and there's something missing. And what is missing is the Holy Spirit. What is missing is the truth. Jesus Christ created you. And until you accept Jesus Christ as your creator, that void will always be there. You can lie to people. You can go around and tell everybody you're satisfied. You've got it all together. You got, maybe you've got all the money there is to get. But none of that is going to satisfy you until you make amends and repent of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior because he created you. So I encourage you, if you're an atheist, just stay tuned. I challenge you to listen to the truth. The eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are his everlasting arms. That's written in Deuteronomy 33 and 27. What a promise that is to God's people. He's my refuge, my hiding place and underneath are his everlasting arms. It means when I'm in trouble, when I'm in need, my God, and even when I'm not, my God's everlasting arms are carrying me. Glory to God, I couldn't be in a safer place, could I, than to have favor with my God. He's, not, he's my father. Amen. He's my brother. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's my husband. He's my everything. He's my source of life. He's truth. God is one. Hallelujah. If you're trying to understand the nature of God, God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Do you understand the power in having a sound foundation about who God is? We must distinguish between the two kinds of unity when we come to God. Absolute unity and compound unity. The expression one man conveys the thought of absolute unity because we refer to one person. But when we read that man and wife shall become one flesh, that's a compound unity. Amen? Of two persons persons meeting making a covenant together and then coming into agreement for life they make it when you get married on earth you make a lifetime covenant for better or for worse glory to God now Satan tries to come in to destroy that covenant but we're using that in illustration of the covenant that you make when you're born again when you an individual repent of your sins and come to Jesus accept him as your personal savior there's a compound unity now you're not individual anymore you've come you've actually spiritually you're in a covenant marriage with Jesus Christ you you make a commitment to give your life to him to be obedient to him to follow him all the days of your life that's a compound unity now when the father the son and the holy ghost they're compound unity. They do nothing separate from the other. That's why we say they're a one and living and only true God because they may be three separate beings, yet they are one in mind. They are one in the will. They are one in action, response, everything the same. Glory to God. What a powerful God we serve. 
So what kind of unity is referred in Deuteronomy 6, 4? It's talking about, glory to God, absolute oneness. The doctrine of the Trinity teaches the unity of God as a compound unity. Glory to God. So it's essential to understand how God works and operates. The Father does one thing, Jesus does the other, the Holy Spirit does another. They all work according to the same spirit mind, will, and word. Amen. God in relation to the universe. He has active attributes. He's not a God that sleeps nor slumbers. Jesus isn't too busy to listen to you. As I minister this word, I want you to understand that when those feelings come upon your life, that God doesn't hear you. If you belong to him, if you're his child, he hears you. He not only hears, but his word promises that he will answer you. He is active. He's not asleep. He's not slumbering. He never ignores his children. Sometimes as humans, we ignore our children. Sometimes we get tired of dealing with them and we don't call them for days because we're just tired of their mess. Can you relate to me? Amen. Yeah, you can. But God is not like that. Thank you, Jesus. He never gets tired of us. He never gets overwhelmed because we're in trouble. He never gets, he never wants to let go, turn away. We're the apple of his eye and his eye is continually upon us and he's going to help us. He's omnipotent. Amen. He's all, he has freedom and he is all powerful. Amen. You can't bind God up. He is the power of the universe. Know your God. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. There is absolutely somebody out there on listening to the radio broadcast that needs to hear that the situation and the circumstance that they're in, God led you to turn on, turn this program on just to hear what the Spirit is saying to you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you through the Word of God today that Nothing is impossible with Jesus Christ. He's unlimited in power. He's a creator. He hung the stars in space. He made the sun. He made the moon. He made the earth. He created every human being. He created every creature on the face of earth. He spoke and there was waters. He made the seas. He made the oceans. He put everything in place. He created the seed that grew the tree that he even was hung on on Calvary. Jesus Christ. Christ is who you're looking for. Repent of your unbelief. Repent of your doubt. I continue to see a woman with red hair that is oppressed and depressed. And I don't know who you are, but I, I believe your name is Debbie. And I believe that Jesus is crying out to you. Red hair, it's long and it's kind of curly. I thank you for the word of knowledge, Lord. I continue. I have saw you in the spirit yesterday in intercession. And I pray right now for you, Debbie, that you repent of your unbelief. I pray. I believe you know Jesus, but you're oppressed by unbelief. You're discouraged. You're heavily laden. I bind the enemy from you. I take authority over the enemy. And Lord, I ask that you touch this sister. I believe I can call her a sister in the Lord, for that's what you're showing me. And Lord, I pray that you break the chain. 
of discouragement and despair that are over this woman for she's had a hard way God she's had a hard road and you've been there with her and she's just about to give up the enemy has just attacked her one time after another but I tell you woman of God your breakthroughs on the way matter of fact it's right there in the scriptures and Jesus has reminded you that he is all powerful and as you repent of that doubt that unbelief, that depression, that discouragement. God is just going to cover you. He's going to lift you up. He's going to set you back up on your feet. And Lord, I pray that you release the joy, the joy of the Lord over this woman that's weary, over this woman that's tired, and this woman that's afraid. I bind fear from her, and I plead the blood of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that now... Woo, the chains, the chains that had her bound are broken and that she's back in right agreement with you. You see, saints, we cannot walk in agreement with God if we doubt or have unbelief. And that's why the enemy comes so hard against us to cause us to forget who Jesus Christ is. Don't forget the story of Job. Job in chapters 1 and 2 uh, shows that God had to give Satan permission to do anything against his life. So don't be discouraged just when the enemy comes in like a flood. Remember the promise through Isaiah that the Holy Spirit will build up a standard against him. And what is that? How does he do that? He'll take you to the Word of God and he'll remind you who you serve. He'll remind you of the one that has the power over all darkness he'll remind you and he'll take you into the scriptures in the book of Colossians and I hear the spirit of the Lord telling me to read this to you he'll remind you to give thanks unto the father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us unto the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins who is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of every creature for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible and invisible whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him now remember we're speaking of him as the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Then in all things He might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him I say whether they be things in the earth or in the heaven and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight isn't that a miracle and then verse 23 says if you continue in the faith if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven whereof I, Paul, am a minister. 
Woo! Glory to God. If you continue and do not be moved from your faith. And you see, that's what the enemy works at. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. He comes to destroy our faith. Because then when we pray, if we aren't praying in faith, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen, church. Oh, my, I tell you today to remember who you serve. I only have a few minutes left on this broadcast, and I just want to tell you that the Spirit of the Lord is resting upon me and wants to wake you up and speak the truth to you to know whom you believe. You need to be fully persuaded like Apostle Paul was. He told Timothy, I am Fully persuaded that my Lord is able to keep everything that I have committed unto him. Now, oh, I'm talking to the church of Jesus Christ. The lost don't have a clue about what I'm saying in the spirit of the Lord. The universe need to repent and get saved to understand it. But you children of God, you born again believers that are listening to this broadcast, Jesus knows what you need to hear. And he's saying to ask yourself, do you really believe and are you really fully persuaded that Jesus Christ is able to keep you and everything that you've committed unto him? You need to be committed and submitted. Have you committed your children? Have you committed your finances? Have you committed your life? Have you committed your sickness? Have you committed your disease? Have you given him the cares of life? Have you given him everyone that you know is rebellious, maybe offends you, wars against you? What have you committed to God? You need to commit to him. You need to give him those burdens. You need to say, here, I cast the cares of life, all my cares upon you, Lord, because I'm fully persuaded that you are able. You are the omnipotent God. You are the all-powerful God. You are the sovereign God. You are Jesus Christ, and there is nothing impossible with my God. And when you come to that place, then the burdens roll away. Hallelujah. Woo! And the heaven falls, and you begin to get strong again and you begin to get your focus back on Jesus Christ and you begin to bow your knee and you begin to give thanks that Jesus Christ hath delivered you from the power of darkness and has not only done that but he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son Father, I pray for all those that have listened. I pray you, Jesus, and give you thanks that they have received the word of God. We bow before a holy God. We repent of all doubt and unbelief. And we ask you, oh God, to give us that beautiful grace. Flood us with your grace, Lord, that we don't forget, Lord, that we need to be in that place where we are fully persuaded. He's able to keep everything we've committed to him commit your work your service to him commit everything to him commit your your body your mind your soul your spirit and get into subjection to the word of God and you can't be in subjection to the word of God and not believe what is written so father we thank you we thank you that they've heard the word we thank you that this woman Debbie now has been Oh, God, just lift it out of that oppression. And God, she just feels the glory and the power and the strength. Bright and new. A new day for you, sister. God bless you all. And we'll be back with you next week with some more truth. We love Jesus. We believe in him. How about you? I've decided to follow him. God bless you.